This is Other Voices. We are listening to varied views from local people who might otherwise not be heard. I'm Melissa Hale Spencer, editor of the Altamont Enterprise, which focuses on Albany County, New York. You can reach me at mhs at altamontenterprise.com. I'm talking to Trevor Burnside of Westerlo. A 2019 graduate of Burn Knox Westerlo, he is now in the Corps of Cadets, living a military lifestyle at Norwich University, the Military College of Vermont. I've always wanted to serve my country and be something bigger than myself, he says. Burnside has committed to serve six years in the Air Force after graduation, and he says he'd like to serve 20 years. He signed on when the United States was still at war in Afghanistan and says he has thought a lot about what it would mean to fight in a war. Trevor was in New Orleans for Mardi Gras, but he was not there to party. Tell us what you were doing in New Orleans. Uh, So basically, I go to Norwich University, and I'm part of the drill team there. And Tulane University every year hosts uh, the Mardi Gras drill competition there. So we were down in New Orleans doing the uh, drill competition. And then we also go down there and we march in the Mardi Gras parade for the drill. So let's just back up and hear exactly what is a drill competition and tell us a little about the Norwich team. Um, Okay, so basically a drill competition is you get a bunch of different schools um, that get together and compete in different aspects of, uh, you know, drill like in the military. Um, So the different there's five or six, I forget, but there's there's regulation, inspection, and then there's exhibition, color guard and then squad and all of them compete and they all have like different weights and stuff and they all go to your final score. Um, And then the Norwich drill team, we've been around since 1937. Um, it was started as the escort platoon and then became a, the shock platoon. And then it's a big, pre, a pre, pretty big thing at Norwich now. So we deal with all the um, color guards and everything on campus. So if you ever go to a football game or something, you see the color guard. That's all the drill team. Um, and you have been on the drill team for how long? <clears throat> uh, I It's a whole process you go through, but you have to actually you go through training your freshman year and then sophomore year. You actually get you both. Freshman year, you get your tab, so you become a drill team member, and then you join like the company and become an official member your sophomore year. Well, congratulations. But I want to unpack this a little. I have in front of me <laughs> that you, the shock platoon, got a first place mm-hmm. for color guard, a perfect score. So what? just kind of walk us through what you did to get that perfect score. What What is the color guard, and what does it consist of to get that score? So basically a color, a color guard is, I mean, everybody here or listening has probably been to like a sporting event where you see um, they come out to the national anthem with a color guard. So basically the color guard you carry, they have a American flag, Marine Corps flag and a Navy flag and they walk out and they um, basically they present and then they do like a little, they go around in kind of a circle during the competition. But um it's all about being in sync. So basically with a perfect score means that we were perfectly in sync with, according to the manual. Um, so that's the judges saw that. And they, he said basically to um, my friend who was leading the color guard, he said that it, he couldn't tell anything wrong with it at all. So he gave us a perfect score, which is really an awesome thing for us. 
Yeah. And who are the judges? Are they military? Yeah, the, the judges are Marines. Um, I believe I, that was a sergeant in the Marine Corps. And was judging that. so do you do this like in a, a field and the judges are sitting on the, just kind of paint the picture for so, us. So, it, yeah, it's um, it's an open field for the different events are in different areas. But the color guard is an open field kind of. But you have a boundary marker so you can't go outside the boundary. But it's just a field. Um, and then the judge is just walking around. You go in, present to him and you say, Sir, respectfully requesting permission to use your drill area. He salutes back and then he's walking around the entire time looking for anything that he can nitpick or whatever to get take points off of. So he like he's looking at your alignment, looking at your step to see if you're on step. Um, and then you go up to him and then you because he's basically in the middle when you present in and out and then you walk out after you present out. But you're scored that entire time until you get off the drill pad. And then do you hear your score right away or do you have nope. to, you have to wait? No, you don't, you don't know until the end really. Oh, wow. So you're kind of in, in suspension the whole time. Yeah. Then I see your shock platoon also got a first place, perfect score for squad basic. What does that mean? So basically squad, squad basic is just regular drill. So it's marching around doing like facing movements and stuff and then rifle movements. Um, but it's less people. So it's a squad of people. So it's, I believe six or seven people in the squad. Um, well, pl like platoon is a whole platoon of people. So it's, it's like 20 people marching around squad is a lot more precise typically, and it's graded a lot harder. Um, but we had a very, very good squad performance. And, um, I, I remember we watched a video and cause part of it is, uh, order arms and they have to basically pull the bolt forward on the rifle and then pull the trigger to like let the bolt go forward. And it was perfectly in sync. And you can only hear one sound when they did it. It was awesome. Oh, that does sound awesome. Yeah. A the, single... sound is very, the sound is very satisfying with all of it. Yeah. So what I'm wondering, these drills, did they come out of a time when marching was part of battle and it's left over from that or i mean now what does it use for just for the sense of discipline and working together yeah yeah for us i can't say like speak for the bigger military but for us it's more it gives you a sense of discipline um in order like if you if you need to do big things it's about the small things if you can't do a right face correctly you're not going to be able to go through and lead lead a group of people if you can't you know hold yourself accountable to not move when you're told to not move you're not going to be able to go through and say under a pressure situation be like focus and lead people so it's kind of like do the small things right and then you can do the big things better oh i like that philosophy that's true in writing too if you get the small <laughs> things right you can make the bigger points so <clears throat> tell us why as a BKW graduate, you chose Norwich. What was your thinking process, and are you happy with that choice? Um, I am very happy with the choice. Originally, I applied to the Air Force and Naval Academies, and I unfortunately didn't get in, but Norwich was a very good second option because it's, it's a senior military college, um, so I get to still go and live that military lifestyle, but I'm not a member of the academy. Um, but. Well, tell us, tell us what a senior military college is. So, I mean, a senior military college is they're they're private and then and there's also public ones. So such as VMI, Virginia, which is Virginia Military Institute, that's public, but we're private. 
Um, it's they have a Corps of Cadets. Um, so basically, you participate in the Corps of Cadets, which is a se- separate section of the college, and you live a military lifestyle, and you have to go through. I don't want to say it's like basic, but it's called Rukdom at Norwich, um, which you get recognized in usually December for us. Um, but you're not actually a member of the Corps of Cadets until then, and you have to you have a bunch of discipline training you have before that. Um, and then once you get in the Corps of Cadets, you lead a military lifestyle, meaning you have to wake up every morning for formation. We have room inspections every every Thursday. Um, we have much higher standards we have to live by. Like we have certain privileges, like. I wasn't allowed a TV in my room until junior year or an Xbox or anything until junior year. Um, so it's really, you have to earn everything there. So it's a, a very Spartan lifestyle. Could you just walk <laughs> us through a typical day? Just one of the, you know, just kind so, of start at yep. the beginning and, and so, march us right through. So a typical day for me, I am right now Air Force contracted, so I have to go to Air Force PT three times a week. So I would wake up, I'll walk you through a typical Monday. So okay. I would wake up at five, around five-ish in the morning and walk down to where we have PT, which it can be anywhere on campus. So at five, at 5.30, we have PT, which usually lasts until about 6.15 to 6.30. And then I come back and then I'll get breakfast, shower, and then I have to go to formation at 7.30, um, and then Wait, after formation- tell us what I, that is. You go to formation, you do- Okay, so yeah, so formation is a, basically the entire core gets together and does accountability, and a cannon goes off, and then they raise the flag with Reveille. Um, so it's basically an actual an cannon, thing. an actual cannon is fired. Yep. Yeah, we have an actual <laughs> cannon. It's pretty cool. At Norwich, we have a whole, um, a whole, it's called Norwich artillery battery. And it's a whole separate unit that deals with uh, cannons. So like at football games too, they shoot off the cannon whenever we score a touchdown. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. But, what do, yep. is that cannon from a particular war? Does it have a history? Uh, not really. I, I mean, it's a pack howitzer. So it's, just it's kind of a common canon that was used throughout um our history but it it's pretty cool just having that and having you know the immersion yeah so i'm sorry i i just got you off the track the cannon is fired and what happens next so after that <clears throat> we all salute flag goes up reveille and then we're all dismissed for, for our day um and then we go go to classes which i have a very busy class schedule so i have classes basically from eight in the morning to about four in the afternoon because i i'm a mechanical engineer so i have very high class load i'm taking 20 credits right now um and then after that we usually have like their specialty unit training so i would go to drill training at four and then that would usually last about two hours and then we'd go get dinner and then i usually have because I'm, I'm a senior leader there so we would usually have a pass down where they go go and pass down all the information for the week so they tell you everything and you have to write it down and then you have to pass that down to the people below you. So, and then after that, it's, you know, we're released for the night and we're ready for bed. But, <laughs> and you're exhausted. Yeah. Usually Mondays, <clears throat> Mondays are very exhausting for me. But. Yeah. So what made you choose such a difficult major, mechanical engineering? Why? Um, I chose mechanical engineering because I, I really enjoy it, actually. Um, it's a great major, I think. And then like the career aspects after are really a big thing for me. Um, I enjoy math. I enjoy learning how things work. Um, I always have. And just like learning about how like the world works, kind of, because there's a lot of physics involved. And then just knowing that I basically have a secure job after, because I've talked to a lot of people about it. And like, especially if I go 
in the Air Force, like people look for veterans in like the mechanical engineering field. So it's really like a good field to get into. And I'll be making pretty good money as a mechanical engineer, I feel like. So So that's the best of both worlds. You love the work and mm-hmm. you'll also have a career. You mentioned that you're Air Force contracted. Tell us what that means. So basically at Norwich, we have all all ROTC branches. We have Army, Navy, and Air Force ROTC branches. I can't really speak too much for um, Army or Navy, like how they work. But in the Air Force, you go in freshman year, you can either apply for a scholarship out of high school and then you like contract instantly. and Or you, have, um, you go and pursue a contract, which I did. Um, so you go and you have... We have PT three times a week you have to show up to, and then we have a one, two-hour training block a week, which is all preparation for field training, which is a big like training event that takes place your uh, after your sophomore year during the summer. So, at, And then after you go through that, you can contract, and then you become a leader instead of a follower in Air Force ROTC. So, And then it's basically a commissioning route. If you look at like the commissioning routes for Air Force, there's you can go to OTS, the Academy, or ROTC. I'm taking ROTC, so I will commission after uh, literally the day of my graduation as a second lieutenant in the Air Force. Wow, congratulations. So what made you choose the Air Force over the Army and Navy? <laughs> um, just, just kind of family history, I guess. My dad is in the Air Force. My uncle is in the Air Force. I, I've heard that the Air Force is, treats you well. I've seen Air Force bases compared to Army bases. Um, it's just kind of a thing I wanted to do i've always had pride in the air force so it's kind of in your blood yep so what made you choose the military for a career to begin with what what was your thought process there because you were choosing it at a time when our nation Mm -hmm. was at war so it's something that you must have thought through that you could end up in combat yeah um definitely i've always always kind of wanted to go military like I spoke to a recruiter when I was like 16 about going in the Air Force after high school um it's just kind of like I guess a service to your country kind of thing um I've always wanted to serve my country and be something bigger than myself um so it's just kind of a personal thing for me um and there's a lot of people it's really I've learned through Norwich and Air Force ROTC though what really is a big thing about the military is the people um you like the teamwork you build with everybody and anybody in the military will tell you this kind of beats out anything else because you go through a lot of stuff together and it, you really bond with people a lot closer than you would in any like civilian sector. So, so you've made really good friends at Norwich. I I've made my, probably the best friends I've ever had in my life. So they're very, <laughs> I'm very close with everybody. And so. are they the same people that competed with you in New Orleans? Is this, platoon or squad that you compete with is this like your closest group of friends or are they some of them are some one of my uh one of my friends is in he's in drill he's i'm very 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 close with them i'm I'm very close with the entire team um but like you, you don't have to do drill a lot of my friends are just in the core and do other units um so yeah a lot of my friends uh yeah so drill do have my friends in it, but my friends are kind of in the core doing their own thing. Most of them, because those were my Rook brothers. Those were the people I went through Rookdom with. What? What? Um, what's that word? Rook? Yeah, Rook brothers. What's that? Those are the people that you go through. Uh, those are it's your Rook platoon. So it's the people that you were Rooks with, 
at what's Norwich. A, what's a rook? A rookie? Is that like? Yeah, it, it's okay. short for rookie. It's your fresh, your freshman year. You're a rook, and that's kind <clears> of what I spoke about. Where you go through like kind of like the four or five months of kind of like basic training, where you mm-hmm. have a lot of like discipline and stuff kind of forced on you. Um, it's really so those people you get really close with because you go through a lot together, and you really have to bond together because you don't really have any other choice. So, so is there? much hazing or whatever you kind of sometimes hear about where the lower levels are not treated well until you work your way up or did you not experience that there um there's definitely issues of hazing within norwich but the schools vary against it and there's a lot of protocols against it like if people are caught hazing this they're basically instantly relieved of their job and an investigation is started um, so really, they, the school and everybody, they try to keep it very professional, like according to hazing, because um, that, that's a big thing. The school has been known for that in the past, and they're really trying to clean up the image of it. Um, so I, my freshman year, I experienced some stuff that you could consider hazing. And then like going through like the leadership position, I've learned a lot about it and have really cracked down on it among like my people. So. You're such a serious young man. Um, I, so many kids I talk to in college, it's a lot of it's about fun. Do you feel yeah. like you're having fun at all? Or is that not? De- I'm definitely having fun. It's kind of it's a different kind of fun. OK, tell us about the fun. What what is fun? Because I saw you not just did the drills, but your group was also marching with all the colored beads. Yeah. And that, that was that was very fun. We were in the Mardi Gras parade. We were marching and we were doing uh, our exhibition team was performing in the parade. So we were we were spinning in the parade. Um, we we're like interacting with people. It was really cool. Like my my buddy and me would go up with he'd go up to somebody and just like point them out and start like doing like really cool spins for him, like throwing triples and stuff, which a triple is you throw the rifle in the air and it spins three times in the air and you catch it. Um, It it was really cool. Gosh, I can't imagine. I mean, a rifle is heavy and also awkward to to do that. Yeah. They're they're, they're about eight and a half pounds. So, Oh my gosh. A little bit more. Oh my gosh. But, and then, so for fun on campus, it's more, Norwich is a very, um, it's a lot like Burn actually. It's very like in the woods. We actually have a literal mountain on campus. So a lot of people like to spend time outdoors and do stuff outdoors. Um, ice skating is a big thing. We have a pretty good hockey team at Norwich. So people are on, we have a little ice rink during the winter. People are out playing hockey. I go, I go skiing a lot because we're about, Norwich is about half an hour from Stowe and then a nice little place I like to go called Bolton Valley. Um, so there's a lot of like outdoor stuff that we do for fun. Oh, that's great. Well, I wonder now if you could take a look backwards and a look forwards. So when you're looking backwards, tell us a little about your time at Burn Knox Westerlow and what, what you've gotten from there a value maybe favorite teachers or things you learned you know that's carried you to where you are now and then I'm going to ask you to look and try and imagine your future with the kind of training that you've been getting so let's go backwards first and just tell us a little about your experiences at Burn Knox Westerlo as a student so I I definitely learned a lot at, at Burn Knox mostly about I learned obviously a lot about like academics but I learned a lot about myself um because I was very busy especially my senior year 
I played three sports my senior year, and I had a lead role in the musical at Burton Knox my senior year. What so was the mu- what was the mu- musical that uh, year? Little Shop of Horrors. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I played Seymour in Little Shop of Horrors. It was very it was crazy, but um, but I learned a lot about like time management and just like a lot of social things. Like me and my friends, I tried to hang out with my friends a lot, and just a lot about like kind of self discipline as well was a big thing I, I got from doing everything I did at Bern. Um, and that applied, that really helped me out in Norwich, I feel like, because um, it, it helped. Another thing about Bern, I, I'll comment on that too, is uh, you, you know everybody, so you kind of have to be careful of the drama and stuff that spreads there because you have to hold yourself accountable to things because everybody knows everybody and like everybody knows in like small towns, small schools, if you do something or you try doing like spreading something, it, it, it'll spread. Everybody knows that. Um, but it kind of transfers over to Norwich because Norwich has a very similar like feel and aspect to it. Obviously, time management's a big thing with college. Um, and then just being busy all the time. That's one thing that really helped me in uh, in high school at, or that I learned in Bern that really transferred over to college is constantly being busy, constantly working yourself on lower like being tired and really not having enough time to do anything, but figuring it out anyway. Um, and I think those skills are really transferred to my future in the air force or if I go into the civilian sector, because it really like time management is always a huge thing in life and especially in an engineering field. And then just kind of applying everything I've learned in high school and college. Cause I learned a lot in, uh, in high school. I loved chemistry. I loved physics. Um, it was really, it was really a big thing for me because I did, I took AP chemistry. I took, um, higher level, like science and math classes. I took calculus that really helped me in college, um, boost my GPA and helped me kind of do well in engineering. Um, so that, that will kind of all accumulate down the road, I think in my like engineering field, hopefully. So you're on vacation for a week right now do you have do you have trouble when you're on vacation since you're used to such a high pressured (laughs) schedule or are you able to just relax and enjoy your family it is definitely weird being on vacation right now um but it's really nice getting a break um i've spent a lot of time with my family a lot of time with my girlfriend i went skiing last night with my friend um it's been really nice not having to worry about homework all the time even though i still have a little bit i need to do um because like we have big projects and stuff that we have due after break, like the week after. But so it's it, still it, it's really nice getting the break. So is your girlfriend also in the military? Is she headed she, that way? She is not. She oh. actually wants to be an event planner. And oh. she, she goes to SUNY Oneana right now. So she's going she wants to go down a little bit of a different path than me. But yeah, well, she'll have to, I guess, learn to be a military <laughs> If you go that far, wife, um, which is a whole different role in itself, I understand. So let's look at your future. What you know immediately what happens the day of graduation, I think you said, um, that you've already signed up and are going to be a second lieutenant in the Air Force. What do you envision happening after that? How long are you in the Air Force and what do you anticipate? Um, So basically... After graduation, I, I commissioned the day of graduation or the day after, however they picture it right now. This year, it's the day of. 
um, to go to commission into the Air Force. And then you go into this thing called officer limbo, which is where you have a set t- amount of time. You're just kind of home, not really doing anything. It can take it could be no time or it can be a year. Um, they don't, you don't know until you actually get there before you get your first base assignment. And then you go to your assignment. And then depending on your AFSC, which is your like kind of job, you um, go to training and then you go into the field that you have and start working with people. So, and then, yeah. <laughs> and do you, do you picture a long career in the military? How long is your obligation? How long is your um, contract? So, right. So according to my contract, I signed for it's eight years, including schooling. So since I signed my contract at the two year mark, I believe I have six years of service. Most people, if you get a scholarship, it's you still have that eight years. So but it starts your freshman year. So you have four years of obligated service after but you get your school paid for through scholarships, which is really nice. Um, and then it depends on your job. Like if you're a pilot, you're required 10 years. Um, but I, I don't know exactly at the moment, like how much time I want to do because I'm trying to plan out my future and see how it goes. Like if I have a family or something, but I, I would like to do 20 years and retire and then go off and do some civilian work in engineering. But it's really a flexible plan right now. Yeah, well, it's probably more of a plan than most people your age have right now. <laughs> but do you what are your thoughts if our country is in war, do you have, do you, have you thought through, is that part of what you do at Norwich is you prepare for a life in the military? Um, just kind of share where you are mentally with that idea right now. That's a really big thing. We talk about that all the time, actually, especially with our current events, obviously. Um, it's, to me, it's really scary because obviously we could be going to war and it's a very scary thing to think of. But it's really, it's the reason that you join. It's your duty, I guess, to serve your country in its time of need. So it's really something you just kind of have to do and you're, you're there to do it. Like nobody else is, or you have to step up because who else is going to step up? Nobody that's not in the military really is not going to, they're not going to go fight the war. So if you need to do it, you have to do it and just hope it ends quick and you get home safe. Well, our time is just, disappeared and here we are at the half hour mark do you have any closing thoughts that you'd like to leave our listeners with um i i guess just like think if for people that are thinking about like going into um like norwich or senior military colleges or anything um just think of like the one thing i learned really is it doesn't matter where you go what you do it's the people that you do it with people are the most important thing in your life by far. Um, I learned that at Norwich. Um, So really take care of the people in your lives, um, especially your family and close friends, because they'll be there for you no matter what. If you go, you move halfway across the country, you know, you you still have the people there that you will always keep close with. Even my high school friends, I'm still really close with. So it's really important to keep track of people. Um, And I'd also like to thank all the um, alumni that really helped us down in New Orleans. We wouldn't be able to go down to New Orleans if it wasn't for the alumni. Um, Two big names were um, Mr. Gorman and Mr. Kingman. They really are the big people that support the Shock Platoon when we go down to New Orleans. Um, Monetarily, and they were there for us, and they got the hotel and did all like the stuff behind the scenes so we could just go perform and then go have fun at the parade. 